Welcome to the God Pod. I'm your host of hosts, the good Lord with the most, the one and only Almighty God. Thank you for joining us as we attempt to restore order to the multiverse. If you enjoy listening to the God Pod, please give us five stars and write us a nice review. If you aren't sure how to do that, that's okay. We forgive you, for you know not what you do. Simply Google search how to write a podcast review and an article titled How to Review Podcasts on iTunes and Why You Should will pop up. Basically, our standings in the charts are totally determined by how many people take the time to write reviews. So, if you can see it in your heart to write us a nice review, it would really help. Thank you. But, what to say? Well, here's a nice review we just got. Christine says, Thank you so much for this podcast. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, you all work perfectly together. Take care. Writing a review is free. But, if, sadly, you've got a lot of money burning a hole in your pocket that you just don't know what to do with, we understand. We're here for you. For you, there is always the option of becoming a patron. You'll gain access to our private chat server, where you can talk to fellow patrons and chat with me, the Lord thy God. You also gain access to special episodes. Like this week, for example, our patron-exclusive episode is titled God's Hot Goss, Drama and Gossip from Behind the Scenes at the God Pod. This is stuff that's just too hot for public consumption. We'll be right back with Mike Kaplan after Moses' Word of the Week. Hello. This is Moses. Uh, my air conditioning system went down. But uh, it's not what you think. Usually when an air conditioning system goes down, yeah, you get hot and it doesn't work. Mine, however, won't stop. It's, it, it's down. The system is down where you can't turn it off. You can't do anything. So basically I'm freezing. Which brings me to the word of the week. The word of the week is car. It's spelled K-A-R, but it's pronounced car, which means cold, appropriately enough. Now, I don't know how my air conditioning system is doing what it's doing. You may call it uh, an act of God. Hmm, maybe, but I am car right now. I'm very car. All right, this is Moses. I'm going to go get some more blankets. If I don't have any more blankets, I'm going to have to chop down a tree. But the only trees around here are the ones with the prickly little things coming out. I don't call them leaves because they're prickly little things. I'm going to have to make a blanket out of prickly little things. Anyway, Carl. Thanks. Goodbye. All right. Our guest today on The God Pod is Mike Kaplan. Mike is a comedian who has performed on The Tonight Show, Conan, The Late Show with David Letterman, Late Night with Seth Meyers, The Late Late Show with James Corden, in his own half-hour Comedy Central Presents special, and in his own one-hour special on Netflix and now Amazon. Small, dork, and handsome. He has been a finalist on Last Comic Standing and recently appeared on America's Got Talent. 
His debut album, Vegan Mind Meld, was one of iTunes' top 10 comedy albums of the year. And his latest album, AKA, released May 8th. Welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. I would normally say to people, like, you don't have to read all of that intro. That's like such a large chunk of your life that you just spent doing that. But for you, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, you know, I'm not alive. <laughs> you know, I've got nothing but time. And uh, quite honestly, you know, we're honored to have you. It's a big deal for us, for increasing the prestige and reputation of the God Pod. I, I feel the same for my own life. I'm, I'm thrilled to have found out about the God Pod. Uh, I've listened and enjoyed and am honored to be a guest. Oh, well, How thank nice. you so much. You hear that, Jesus? You hear that, Holy Spirit? Yeah. That is a great honor. I hear it too, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I, I. Sorry. I'm always forgetting you, Moses. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> ah. Is it like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? It's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, yes. and Moses. That's right. Exactly. Well said, my friend. Well said. Yep, that's right. You know, uh, for basically the last year, it was ba just me and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then the last week, Holy Spirit uh, showed up and was like, what the fuck? You've done 100 <laughs> episodes without me. Yeah, I thought that was crazy rude. Again, you're here. You're here. Yeah. Uh, you're here now. Uh, and then also Jesus went on vacation for a week. Mm. Um just and uh, so Moses f kindly filled in that week. And so now he's here. You know, he's moved right in. Moved right in. That's a that's a good way of saying it. When Jesus is gone, I'm pretty important. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I think we have me to thank. The show grew because I left for a week. So y'all are welcome. Oh. Shocker. We always have you to thank. We always have <laughs> Jesus to thank. I know. What a Jesus shock. is gone for three days and everything gets better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, first off, where did I, you spell your name? M Y K. Oh, it's uh, M Y Q actually. M Y Q. Oh God, gosh, I, I really <laughs> suck at spelling. Oh, that's that's fine. Uh, it's and okay. God also struggles with hard math. I always. It's like answering the question: Can a human create a name that God can't pronounce? You know that sort of thing. All the time. I I I, I see M Y Q, and I'm like Meek, like Meek Mills. Uh, um, no, more like Meek inheriting the earth. That's my goal. Ah, that's right. I, I, I always keep forgetting to do that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Can you put that on our Trello? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. All right. M-Y-Q, Meek oh, yeah. Kaplan. Where did that begin? And why is it spelled M-Y-Q and not M-I-K-E? Great question. Uh, well, and I'm sure as you know the answer, but for your listeners, uh, when I was a teenager, I... Uh, I was at this artsy summer camp. Uh, it's where I sort of blossomed into a social human being and understood that there were other caring teenagers in the world. I hadn't met a ton at my school. They were probably there hiding in fear as well, like I was. Right. But right. I, uh, I was at this, this summer camp where I was sort of becoming, uh, you know, the, the self that I would continue to become. And it was around the time that Prince changed his name to a symbol. <laughs> and I was like, that guy is weird and cool. Maybe I'll yeah. do something like that. So I, I understand that it is a weird way to spell Mike. But if you compare it to, it's like a salary negotiation where like you ask for more than you want and you settle 
for the thing that you're like, well, this is fair. Like, I'm like, I could have gone all the way weird and like invented my own new hieroglyphic. And like, oh, now no. you, need, you can't even use the computer that the keyboard. That no, you yeah, have. that doesn't work. People don't like that. No, I'm like, look, I'll, Too far. I'll, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be this level of weird. Just keep the first initial, <laughs> make all the other letters be different. It'll be pronounced the same. Everyone will be confused. But it was, you know, it was at this summer camp, like my friends were like, yeah, this is fun. It, it was like a fun, weird thing to do. Then I find out Prince did his for a specific copyright reason when he changed his back. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm weird and alone now. And then later, <laughs> when I started doing comedy, it did turn out to be, uh, it worked out for search engine optimization. Oh, totally. And like, you know, it just creates this feeling when you read it, you're like, wow, this is a special name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm certainly... No, but I didn't have a name when I was born. You know, it was, an, and what is a name? It is just like a thing that helps us uh, communicate with other people, call each other, like know who we are, like the arose by any other name, uh, et cetera. Like mm -hmm. I, so I'm, I, I, at this point, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, like what, what you say, uh, how you pronounce my name, how it's spelled, uh, it, it is, this is what I have done and said. And uh, I'm, hap I'm happy for it, and I'd also be happy if it went away. Oh, okay. Well, well thanks, Meek. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, it, it is Mike. <laughs> oh, I thought you said I could say it however I wanted. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm full of multitudes. I think you probably understand that. <laughs> you, you contain multitudes. Yeah. <laughs> you you made right. Walt Whitman. You Sorry, Mike. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, as a stand-up comedian, how are you dealing with uh, the pandemic this year? You know, 2020 has been, it's been pretty rough, right? How are you dealing with that emotionally and professionally? Sure. I think, I think those are in ways two slightly different questions in that I, I think that I'm mainly dealing with the pandemic, not as a comedian, but, you know, as a human being, uh, confused and frail and right. wondering and, you know, doing the best to gather information from reputable, respect worthy, scientific, uh, caring sources where possible to know, uh, you know, that, oh, being in my house uh, is the, the most heroic thing I can do. I've been, I'm happy to do that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've, I stopped performing live. The first, the last place I performed was actually on a cruise ship uh, oh, wow. in early March before the pandemic was decreed. It was actually decreed while we were out to sea. We oh, were, wow. we thankfully got back uh, it was, it was an, an amazing, uh, group of people that were performing there. I'm very, I'm very grateful that I got to do it and that we all, uh, remained. Were healthy. you, were you quarantined, uh, or no, we, we, we came back? on the, on the ship, we like definitely, there was, uh, like Purell or like hand sanitizer all over the place. The staff was very on top of things like people, instead of shaking hands, we, you know, were at that point we were like touching elbows, you know? Uh, as opposed to keeping distant, but uh, it was it was we did the best that we could, and it it worked out, and we got back to to land, and I got back to New York, wow. and have then since been in the home mainly with my Heavily. girlfriend, and yeah. uh, uh, I've been doing a lot of lo uh, you know live streams, you know shows on Zoom and podcasts and Instagram right. Live and that sort of thing. I've seen a lot of comedians doing that. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to see the process of adaptation. Yeah. This. So yeah, definitely. You know, I was I was meant to. Uh, in a way, I was uh, I was meant to go on the road. Well, I guess I was meant to not. Uh, it was not to be. But I was. Uh, I had this new album come out in May, and I was going to be 
doing a bunch of release shows in different cities. Mm. And so now I just did them online. And uh, so I was glad to be able to release that album and do a lot of podcasts and things from my home to be able to get the word out about that to spread. Uh, is it okay to call it the good word about that album? And yeah, uh, I, I think the word's pretty good. Um, it's, I, I do like that you guys call it, it it's, it's still humble. It's not the best book, just the good, good. Good. It's good. Oh, the Bible? Are yeah, we yeah. talking about the Bible? Oh, I, I think that's a piece of trash. Uh, oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's 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 okay. A lot of people think, you know, like, uh, oh, I think it's good or whatever. I mean, it had good marketing. There's, um, there's but some yeah, it was ghostwritten. There was so right? many, like, mistakes. Yeah. Did you say it was, was Holy Ghost written? Uh, no, it wasn't the Holy Ghost. Was, no. was it you, Holy no. Ghost? No, right? No, I, it would have been much better. Yeah, it was these uh, these uh, sheep fuckers and then, like, um, people in, you know, Italy. I gotcha. Over hundreds of years. And boy, wow, did it uh, get weird. Uh, I hear you. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bring up a sore spot for you, but, uh, you do talk about us a lot on your new album, AKA, right? Uh, I, I guess, I don't know if it's a lot, but I, I talk about my experience and, uh, my experience does involve, uh, having grown up in this, uh, earthly reality, which does have religion and, uh, a number of people that nobody, I didn't come out knowing that I was a Jew, you know, like somebody had to tell me that I was a Jew and it right. was, at first, thankfully, my parents with like a loving tone. Like later, people <laughs> would tell me with a different tone. I'm like, well, I'm glad I had that loving tone to start with. <laughs> uh, and You're a Jew, right? Yeah. yeah. Moses, you know what that's like, right? You too, Jesus. Yes. I do. The, the moment he opened his mouth, I said, there's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I love it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't always love like Judaism and everything about it. And I still, I still, there's, it's nice to be able to, uh, pick and choose like the way you live your life. Like you don't have to just do things that people said uh, because that's the way that it's always been done because part of the way it's always been done is also changing and shifting and evolving. Uh, and so like, I didn't always talk extensively, I think about uh, religion, God, Jesus, Moses. I don't know if Moses, I know I have talked about you, but I think not on this album, but everyone else, I think you're, you're covered in this one. But yeah, I mean, Good. you got you're you're all fascinating. Like you're, I I love. I, I want to say I love you all. And uh, I did. I tweeted something earlier this year that I think I said I have accepted Jesus Christ as a really cool guy. And I I think it's true. You know, like I I believe that Jesus is pretty great. You know, like I'm I'm a fan of the things that I've heard that Jesus you that you Jesus have said. Yeah. What well, do you think about you. that, Jesus? Apparently he likes you. That's really nice. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I like you too. Thank you. Isn't he a, lo a loving uh, dude, Mike? Isn't uh, Jesus great? Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, there are certainly stories, I think, uh, in the Bible that I've heard about where like, you know, he knocks things over, but it always seems like that's reasonable. Like when things weren't fair, when there were uh, oh, know. I loved it when he, he flipped the table. Yeah. Oh, he was the original <laughs> Teresa. That was great. Oh, <laughs> uh, you see, I, I do uh, want to talk about, um, I, you know, one part in your album where uh, you, you talk about how I let Jesus get murdered. Um, um, and he said, you said Jesus is the original murdered guy. 
Um, did, did, did you hear that, Jesus? He talked about you on his latest album. I, I don't want to say it was a diss track. <laughs> in fact, if I, if I may jump in, Jesus, if you haven't heard the album, I, I do recommend it. I, I think you will like it. But the main, the, moin, the, the, main, the main point, or moink, as I almost said. Uh, by <laughs> the main moink. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the themes, many of the themes. So the album is called AKA in part because it was originally to be called All Killing Aside. And it was going to be called uh. that because it's about love and compassion and not murdering. And so I'm a fan of not murdering. And I talk about how if I had to choose between murdering or being murdered, then I would choose being murdered. And I think that there's a lot of precedent for heroes making that choice. And you, Jesus, are a hero who made, like, oh, that's, not that's that so you, nice. Yeah, you could have gotten, you could have gotten out of it. You could have not had what happened happen, but you, I, I think, chose and wanted to experience what you did to show people that it would be better to be the, the, recipient of violence than the perpetrator of it yes yes wow. because if you are the murderer then you just feel guilty afterwards and i didn't want to feel guilty you did a bad thing i i wanted to teach that we all make sacrifices in life and this was mine do you forgive mike he said i i bet on the album he's like i bet jesus would forgive me i oh, just wanted to confirm that yes i can confirm today i do would. forgive mike what of don't you forgive do. jesus <laughs> uh, when people screw up my Subway sandwich order. What would Jesus do? Get murdered. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I, I love that, Mike. Thank you, God. That's, I really appreciate it. I got to be honest. It's kind, of, it's kind of messed up, that I, but I do make fun of Jesus for this all the time. Um, <sighs> like Sometimes I'm like, hey, Jesus, how's it hanging? Yeah. He well, doesn't like that. If, if I, under, that's, I think that's funny. And if I may offer my, my interpretation is that you love each other. And so it's sort of like a comedy roast under the best circumstances. Exactly. Where, yeah. I can only, I kid because I love. Yes. yes. I and, kill you because I love you. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I so loved the world that I sacrificed my only son <laughs> in order to save it from sin. Um, you, you definitely hit the nail on the head. And that, oh, uh, and that worked out great, right? There's never been any sin since. And uh, well, here's the, here's, here's the thing. Here's two things. Number one, it is thou shalt not kill, not thou shalt not kid. So I think kidding is definitely fine. Um, and I, here's the thing that I heard once uh, that I think, I don't know if you're a fan of Marianne Williamson, but I, <laughs> I do <laughs> like a lot of the things that she says. And right. uh, my crystals, girlfriend and I, right? uh, yeah, she uh, crystals aren't the things that she's saying, but yes, she you have the 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 correct data point. Uh, I know you know who I'm talking about. She ran for president. She did 100. percent And before that, my girlfriend and I would go see her speak sometimes, and she said this thing once that I really liked, which was that uh, Jews believe the the Messiah has not yet come. Uh, Christians believe that the Messiah did come. And Einstein said that time does not exist. So time is relative, right? Yeah. So I think that the idea that there is, you know, sin happening, like I think that heaven and hell and, you know, and sinners and saints, they all exist like sort of along this, you know, space time or spaceless timeless continuum where if you believe in hell, then you kind of are in it right now. If you believe that, you know, that earth can Misery be. Misery loves company. Yeah. And I think that the opposite is true, too. That's a thing that I feel like doesn't get as much play. Like, what's the opposite 
of misery is joy. Grace loves company. Joy uh, loves company. Joy loves company. That's why you're here today. I, I, it's 100%, 100%. I mean, 100%. <laughs> God. Oh, go me. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't finish answering your question. And I do. Sorry. I'm to. so interrupty. Oh, <sighs> no, no, Ooh, I think I, I am. I please, I forgive you and please forgive me if that's, if that's your thing. I'm, hey, I, I suck at interviewing, uh, Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. And part of that is like, let the people talk. A thing that I do cover also on the album is that I think that, and you, you can confirm or deny this uh, from your perspective because you are God. But to me, it seems that if God is everywhere as, is, I guess that's my first question. Is God, are you everywhere? Of course. Right. And so that would mean that you are inside me and inside every person, everyone, everyone <laughs> is the theoretically part of God, it would seem to me. That's right. I'm, and, uh, I'm knee deep inside you. That's and how so even it. when I am speaking, thank you so much. I'm happy to have you here. You're letting a person speak. You are still speaking. Like to allow for God to allow a person to speak is also for that person to speak as part of God. You know, and that's why Whoa. sometimes... Sometimes people are joyful and sometimes, I mean, it seems like sometimes God can be angry. I uh, I should not have smoked a joint before this episode. (laughs) Okay, but I'll go back to the specific answer to your question. How am I doing as a comedian emotionally and professionally? Uh, I I did, I think I was, I'm fortunate that my, my genetic makeup or the nurturing that I've had or the combination is such that initially... I was like, like so many people, I think, uh, confused and, uh, and disappointed and frustrated and upset and uncertain Mm -hmm. of what was going to happen when in March I started seeing like, okay, well, I was supposed to do this in April and May and June. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not doing those things. And I was, I was planning to go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in uh, August, as I went once before in 2018 to bring my new hour of comedy that then I would be, uh, be turning into my next hour special or album. And so all of that, you know, sort of dissipated uh, from the calendar. And it was at first challenging and still challenging, but I was, I'm glad that I was able to at least, I'm like, well, this is what's happening. I accept that this is what's happening. That festival does not exist. So it's not like that I'm not going to it. It's that it isn't. And so I can't. So I'm, I'm here. And what, what can I do? What can I do in this time? And another thing that happened right at the beginning of the pandemic for me is that my 91-year-old grandmother, my only remaining grandmother, died on oh. March 18th. And so sorry. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, and I, I love her. I love her still. And I've been in, in the wake of that uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Like, my mother and I have become much closer than we ever have been. We've been close. Like, I used to talk to my mom, let's say, once a week. But now partially because of the pandemic and partially and because she's living on her own and partially because she just lost her mother. I have been spending, uh, if at, in the beginning, every day talking to her, sometimes for an hour, sometimes right. for 10 minutes, but talking to her on a much more regular, a higher quantity of quality talking with her. And in a way, like helping, like she would talk to her mother most days while she was alive. And so we've sort of like filled that role for each other. My grandmother was on Facebook and now my mother's on Facebook, partially because she wanted to see all the wonderful memorials that were being uh, presented to and about my grandmother. And now I'm learning so many more stories about my grandmother from my mother. And we just, 
we talked an hour and a half the other day and she watches so many of the shows that I'm doing. So like, I don't, I'm not glad for all the suffering and all the uncertainty that people are facing, both, you know, physically, medically, financially, emotionally, uh, politically, socially, but also within all of this, like I am doing these isn't Zoom shows. Life I is am, strange, isn't it? Oh, yes. I think life, ha- it's weird that looking back, you know, I think only in retrospect could we ever point to a time and be like, that's when life wasn't strange. But in any <laughs> moment, if somebody says life is strange, it would be a, the, the strange person to say, what do you mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I ruined your plans. You know, um, oh, you, I, you make plans, they say, and God laughs. Uh, um, yeah. I'm kind of a dick in that way. <laughs> um, just you know, know this is all maybe leading to something good. I'm trying everything I can to help out, but um, oh, you know, it's up that- to humans to, to do the right thing. Heaven helps those who help themselves, I learned yeah, a long oh, time oh, ago. Oh, nailed it. Nailed it. And and also the idea that uh like is it man plans or human plans and God oh, laughs. Yes. Like yeah. I think that, that is not that's not the end of the story. And it, it's not to say don't make plans, but perhaps to be not completely attached or married to one's plans. Like in this way, I think perhaps Buddhists would also be laughing along with God. Yeah, I mean, they laugh a lot behind the scenes. You think they're all quiet and stuff, <laughs> but yo, you get oh. them going, they are a laugh riot. I, I love, I love, I've been, I've been reading and learning a bit about Buddhism in the past couple of years, and uh, I'm a big fan of a lot of it. Yeah, and also ayahuasca. Oh, <laughs> one, absolutely. I, I think that's been going Speaking on. Speaking of which, are you yeah. holding? Ha, I, not currently, but I, I do have a source. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, woke up after the show. Oh, and what I mean is I have a, you know, a universal light source that is accessible. Oh, all right, right, right. Yes. (laughs) For any narcs listening. So, yeah, you spoke about the Edinburgh uh, Fringe Festival. Um, Some acts there, they performed for a full month. Uh, Just looking back, uh, how long did you perform? This is kind of a a comedy nerd question. This comes from Moses, Uh who's a real comedy nerd, right, Moses? (laughs) I love comedy. I wouldn't say nerd. (laughs) Comedy I love. Okay. Uh, It's not a negative thing to love comedy. No, it's not. I love comedy, too. I love to laugh. Well, then you're a nerd. Go ahead. Oh, (laughs) nerd. How long did you perform there, Mike? What was that like? Did uh, Did you have to alter your act? To, for the Scottish people? Great question. First, I also think, uh, I, I understand the the nerd dichotomy of like, it's a, it's a word like Jew. And often there's a, it's not an exact Venn diagram overlap, not a single circle, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of Jews in that cross section there. But uh, <laughs> it's like, Agreed. nerd is like the word Jew in that the way the tone is important. If somebody's like, I'm a real comedy nerd, that's positive. If, oh, yeah. if you if you tell yourself if you tell people about yourself, then wonderful. If somebody tries to tell you a thing about yourself in a way that you don't like their tone, then that's a different thing. But comedy nerds, why not? Um, Love it. Love I'm it. a nerd, and I'm pretty proud of it. Oh yeah, I I think you're. I mean, in my mind, you're all things. But you, I don't want to. I don't want to identify you. I'm also a jock. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, if you remember Revenge of the Nerds, mm-hmm. there was that jock that became a nerd. Understood. In the second one, ogre. Yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, uh, as I, I wish Deep to do cut. faithfully, 
I performed for the entire festival, the entire month from, I think it was August 1st through maybe the 26th or 27th. So Mm -hmm. I think there was one day off in the middle. So I think I did 25 or 26 shows. My, the hour, the hour that became the album, AKA, uh, that I was calling All Killing Aside at the time. We decided to change it once it was being released mid pandemic. We thought that might be a reasonable Mm. uh, shift to make, but Mm. yeah, in, in Scotland, I performed, I performed in London for a few days before. Uh, and then got to Scotland and performed it 25 times. I did a bunch of other shows as well, but I did that one hour every night at 9.15. And it wasn't just for Scottish people. Like the the Edinburgh Fringe Fest is, I think, the biggest festival of its kind in the world. Like there are thousands of shows happening every day. I think maybe Hmm. between four and 6,000 shows total. And so I went to see so many comedy shows, storytellers, interactive experiences, bands, dancers, breakdance, like all kinds of weird, cool stuff. And so I was thrilled to get to be a part of it. And to do my show, one thing that I did do is when I was in England, uh, in, I did like a couple preview shows in London the week before. And there was a, a publicist that I was working with who came to my shows and she gave me notes afterwards just on the the specific language that they literally wouldn't understand in the UK. Mm. Like they, I had a joke where I mentioned family feud and they said, you can tell that joke here, but we call it family fortunes Mm. or the game clue. They call Cluedo or the game jeopardy. They they're like, we, we don't have jeopardy. The only people who will know the game jeopardy are people who have seen the movie white men can't jump or things like that. (laughs) Uh, And so I took that into account. And for some of the things, I adapted the material very briefly. Like I talked about Clue versus Cluedo uh, for the Family Feud, Family Fortunes one. I think it ended up being dropped from it for other reasons. But in general, I would say that I do not specifically alter my material. Like the material on the album is, you know, I think for humans. And if there are people who don't have one of the references, like, you know, if you don't know about Jehovah's Witnesses because you're from a country where there aren't that many of them, then, you know, you could look it up. Uh, But I think I explain it well enough for people to understand that there are people who believe a certain thing and knock on people's doors. And that's all you need for that particular joke. But uh, overall, I would say that I learned so much from doing the show there for those 25 hours in a row, 25 days in a row, uh, that that it really made the show like kind of lock into place for where it was. And I, I could have recorded the album like the next day after I got home, Mm. but I ended up, I did end up waiting maybe five or six months, I think, or maybe, maybe more, I think it was the next May, but yeah, it really, it helped performing for people from all over the world because because the festival is so big. People come from America. People come from the rest of Europe. People come from Australia. People come from Asia, you know, all the places people come from Pangea. Um, They, a pan Guyan audience was there. And so there's probably some aliens there too. <laughs> yeah. And so it's valuable to find out, you know, that the material that what I want to say works for all kinds of people and non-people. That's right. Mike Kaplan is global folks. That's, that's, that's really cool. We hope that this uh, pandemic ends sooner than later and that you can go back to that fringe festival. Maybe we can join you there someday. That would be that would be incredible. I right. I'm happy to talk to you. Like here, we're pretty fringe. There. Oh, yeah. And that's all it takes is uh, to get to that festival. You so you apply and they ask how fringe are you? And so then, fringe, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, and they ask you sometimes in the, in the more comedy tone, they're like, how fringe are you? And, <laughs> and that's kind and of I like, like that a, you, yeah. I like that you don't shy away from, you know, anything. You'll talk about anything. I, I very, I, I, w- I want to say that I, I, number one, I thank you. I think that I probably, there, there's probably things that I do shy away from. Like right now I'm shying away from your compliment that I don't shy away from anything. But <laughs> I like to, I do, here's what I would say is I prefer to shy towards things. I like to, you know, like, why, why go away? I want to, especially, I like to shy towards the moment, the present moment. If I think of a thing, if I feel a thing, and I think it might be an enjoyable thing for others to hear right. as well as, as well as myself. Like, I definitely liked it. I, but enjoyable. So like, why right. why I, not I've recently, offer? Yeah. I've recently had this thing too, where it's like, should you just talk about things because they seem important, but they're depressing as hell? Or do you like, are you going to spend the rest of your life doing, uh, the rest of your existence doing that, God? Or are you going to like uh, focus on things that make you happy at some point? Do you know this thing? I, there's two metrics that I've heard of recently uh, that I think are applicable or applicable. Uh, one is like to decide whether to say something. Be, think about, is it kind? Is it true? And is it necessary? And I think the uh, the idea is that it, it need only be two of those things. Okay, good. Woo! <laughs> I was going to say, I got two of them, but not all three. Yeah, like, and so if it's... I'm definitely not kind. If it's true and necessary, then yes, it, it can be important, like, you know, to speak up when there's systemic racism, for example. It might, if it, it might not be, you know, specifically kind. It also, that might be kind to do as well in a different context. Like, perhaps, mm-hmm. like, you are saying a thing that might not be kind to one person, but in service of other people being like yelling at like, why are you guys doing this thing? Because that's not kind to other people. Yeah, I'm God and I love love and I hate hate, which means that it may not, I might not be kind to racists, but um, it's kind to people that um, are the victims of their racism. It, It makes sense. And, and so if it's true and kind, then it doesn't even matter if it's necessary, then why not say it? Say it. Say a kind, true thing all the time. Like, I'm very grateful to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I care I about that. you. And then the other two, the I other love option. you. I want to be with you. We should get an apartment. To- oh, God. Damn. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you're already here. You're everywhere. You're no, I'm doing there. Anchorman lines. <laughs> <sighs> I said uh, I wasn't going to do that. I mean, Anchorman lines are just God's lines. You know, Anchorman is part I of t- I am a huge fan of Will Ferrell. I, um, I, I, but I, again, I am, I am a comedy nerd. And... Um, I like all very generous with my love towards all comedians and comedic ventures. Speaking of which, you've you've also performed on the Tonight Show, Conan, the Late Show with David Letterman, late Seth Meyers, James Corden. Um, not to play favorites or put you on the spot, but we were wondering. Um, we want to put you on the spot and ask which which of those experiences was your favorite. Sure, I uh, I appreciate both the question that you asked and the funny way that you asked it. Uh, <laughs> And I do want to answer, but first I, I beg your pardon, your forgiveness, uh, to offer this final uh, n- piece of Please. the kind, true, and necessary trifecta. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, Definitely. no, no. We'll, 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 we'll edit it. It seems, no, no, I, I want it right here like this. Please don't okay. edit oh, thank anything. You. Uh, <laughs> I feel like about... Feel Jesus like, does all the editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems seems right jesus died and then we're like we'll fix that in post yeah i make him do all my dirty work so so what picking two of the three kind true and necessary could it be 
it's kind and necessary, but not true. And that's where I think comedy lies and where fiction lies in great art. You can tell, mm. it can be necessary to tell a story, to tell a fable, to tell a myth, to tell a joke. Right. It can be kind to tell that thing, even if it's not true. So that was just the, I, I'm a fan of closing parentheses. And this time there were three parentheses. So it was, a, it was, I, you know, I feel like you guys probably, you're big into threes, right? Right. It's like, it's like in V for Vendetta. They say, uh, artists use lies to tell the truth. Yes. That, right. that wonderful. Alan, Alan Moore is wonderful. He's a wonderful liar who tells the truth. Um, so to answer, what was your question now putting me on the spot? Which, I got oh yeah, uh, it yeah. was just, uh, which one of these late night fuckers did you like the most or something? Uh, well, I will tell you that, uh, I, I mean, I was sincerely, and this I hope doesn't sound like a cop out. I might stop saying cop out. I just realized it has cop in it. Um, mm. <laughs> right, there's something there. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I don't hope this doesn't feel like a firefighter out to you, but uh, I... Sincerely, am grateful for all of all of the opportunities to be on it all of sense. those shows. And but I'll I'll tell you something that I loved about all of them. Uh, the first one that I was ever on was the Tonight Show with Conan. So that kind of covers two wow. of them. It was two thousand. That was like yeah. That's a miracle that you made it there. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean that was that was like you blinked and you missed it. And the thing <laughs> that about, sucked. The thing about miracles, I mean, at the time. It, it seemed the greatest miracle to even be on any late night show, to have a late night yeah. actor have reached out to me and say, I've seen your comedy. Would you like to submit a tape? I'm booking uh, stand-up comics for the Tonight Show with Conan. Right. I mean, if, if I were in your place, I would, I would feel exactly the same way. It's just it's so wonderful. You and, love them all. Oh, yeah. You're thankful. Just, Please have me back. <laughs> I'm not going to tell everybody the horrible things you did to me backstage. James and, Corden. Um. <laughs> I will say, so here's on, on The Tonight Show with Conan, and then every time that I did Conan's show after that, Conan was so gracious backstage. He talked to my friends. He was, right. he talked to me. He was, he was, as far as I can tell, the nicest guy. And so I, that does. Not hold, like Ellen. Uh, I mean, I've ne never met the woman. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I, I've seen the tweets. <laughs> I've seen uh, the tweets, yes. But uh, I, I've seen that she was nice to Jay Leno, and that is saying something. Mm. So I, I didn't hear about that. Oh yeah, Jay Leno came out and said that uh, they are. She's always been nice to him. Okay. Finding out later, after sadly Conan no longer had the Tonight Show, like right. it, it became a retroactive, even larger miracle that I had, you know, threaded the needle of being yeah. on that show that yeah, I, I didn't know. even know was You're happening. Welcome. Like, even. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And <laughs> similarly, like this pandemic is happening and it, things would be different were it not. But I am now extra grateful that I got to record the album that I just put out one year ago when I was grateful to get to do it then. But now yeah. even more grateful now that I got to do it then because. Uh, and so I will say you mentioned James Corden. Uh, I did love doing his show. And here's a can I tell you a funny thing that happened on his show? Oh, please. That, is one reason why I find this experience beloved is uh, so they told me in my green room, I was there with a couple friends uh, and they told me that before, like, I think at the top of the show, James Corden would come in. Uh, I, I'm trying to say, remember exactly what they said to me because it's important, but here, the impression I got was they were like, James Corden, you'll do a comedy set towards the end of the show, but at, towards the beginning of the show, James will ask you questions in your dressing room so you could just be like, hello, thank you. It's nice to be here. Or if you want to do like a funny bit, you can, you'll have a few seconds to do a funny bit. Cool. And so I start looking around the room and being like, what can I do as a funny bit? 
And I find yeah. uh, there's been some like merchandise, some merch, some swag that they've put there, like a hat, you know, the cut clothing that you can like that has the the Late Late Show logo. Right. Stuff. And so I was like, ooh, I'll take this shirt. The, I'll take the Late Late Show James Corden shirt and I'll pretend that I got it for James Corden as a gift. That'll be the bit that I do real quick. Okay. And so then James Corden enters the room shortly thereafter and he's like, thank you so much for doing the show. It's so great to have you. I'm like, thank you so much. And I'm so grateful, in fact, that I, I brought you this gift. I got you this shirt. And he takes it and starts laughing. And he's like, do you know how I know that you didn't get me this shirt, that you didn't, that you didn't get this shirt for me? And I was like, no, how? And then he, he flips it open and he's like, because it's a bag. <laughs> it was a tote bag that I thought was that a shirt. fair. They didn't give you enough time. And, and here's the thing is that wasn't even televised. That was all just him meeting me off mic uh, in advance. And I was like, well, that'll be great to try to recapture later. And then the show begins and he's on stage and it just, there's a camera at the door and he's not in the room at all. And I was like, oh, he's not in here asking me questions. He's like, we've got Mike Kaplan with us. And I'm like, oh, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm here. That was the real time they were. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <you>. That's what <laughs> they got. <laughs> wow. The cannon shot. Well, yeah, I mean, all these people seem very nice. Um, you know, and I, I'm, it's, it's weird. I, people can have moments in their life where maybe they're mean for a second, okay? Oh, yeah. Like, can we forgive them for that? Damn. Uh, um, can I tell you one more? I, yeah. I hope I'm not overstaying my welcome, but. Oh, one... please. We have like another hour. Oh, wonderful. We're going to talk about politics. We hope you stay for that. I if not, it's cool. I, I want I want to stay as long as it is. All right. <laughs> and I will. And a, as long as I can. Um, the one show that you didn't mention, because I haven't included it in my, my bio, but I mm. thank you for reminding me that I want to start including it because I, I kind of forget that I did this, but uh, W. Kamau Bell is mm. a comedian who is wonderful mm-hmm. and a guy that I, uh, I want to say that I, we, oh yeah, the United Shades of America is his right. new show. And I was fortunate enough to uh, be friends with him uh, enough that, uh, and, for, and to be co-comedians enough that he, uh, I was invited to be a part of one of his older shows called uh, Totally Biased with Kamau Bell. And that it was a, a fantastic show. I loved. I was the warm-up comedian several times a week for a few months, and getting to be a part of it was wonderful. And right before the show went off the air, I got a, to be on the show. I just I did a segment where it was basically doing stand-up on the show. I did a few jokes that were themed about maybe Passover or whatever. I think it was whatever holiday was happening around the time. Maybe it was Christmas. Uh, but I, I have a joke about Christmas and Passover, so I get them confused. I talk about how Passover is basically the Jewish Christmas. Right. It's on an album. You can you can hear it somewhere. But remember, remember that time, Holy Spirit, when we did that Passover thing? <laughs> yeah. Good times. And so that show, I think I was on it, and it was on FXX, the channel, not even XFX, the the one that most cable stations. The one that had. used to like show The Simpsons all the time, right? Yeah. And so I was like thrilled to just get to do it, to get to be on TV again, to get to do comedy, to be part of this machine that I, I thought was this force for good because I love Kamau and his comedy uh, and he does and says important things. And, uh, and so I just wanted to name him and that also as one of the most beloved uh, late night type show experiences that I had. Awesome. So uh, we have a couple more questions in our interview uh, here before we move on to the goddamn U.S. news. 
Do you think political correctness and, quote, cancel culture for comedy, um, is that in the forefront of your mind these days when you, you know, you're creating new jokes? And um, if you're ever canceled, will you go back to the original spelling of M-I-K-E? Uh, that is funny. I want to, um, <laughs> that's how, you know, it isn't, <laughs> uh, I, I, say I cringe a- saying it. Don't worry. <laughs> I usually I say that's a good question for when I have to think about what the answer is. And uh. I, what I actually want to do, if I may, is read something briefly to you that I like a lot. Uh, definitely. In 2019, almost about almost a year ago, I tweeted Uh, a conversation between people saying, I hate political correctness. And then political correctness says, I actually prefer to be called compassion. And then the other person says, but that makes it harder for me to say that I hate it. And then compassion says, I understand. And here is, uh, I then posted also this assessment of the term politically correct from a linguistics professor I know named Lauren Squires. So she said, she wrote this, Politically correct is essentially a smear term used to delegitimize talk that is sensitive to social power and oppression. Almost no one who uses what the anti-PC crowd would call politically correct language would themselves call that language politically correct. No one says in a positive and non-sarcastic way, now let's make sure to be politically correct in how we talk about it. It's like hipster. No one actually calls himself one. Calling language politically correct is labeling it as somehow inauthentic or dishonest being politically incorrect has come to mean speaking truthfully, straightforwardly, calling like it is. But language that is typically labeled politically correct is actually language meant to more accurately reflect the state of people in the world. It's not meant to protect or coddle minorities. It's meant to stop protecting and coddling the majority by preventing language that obscures real social injustice from going unexamined. The PC label has been marshaled in a very clever way by those who wish to be able to continue using speech that denigrates minorities. Same thing so, with this whole cancel culture thing, right? Uh, like, yeah, I can't. Like, who, the idea, who's afraid of being canceled except people who've clearly done some horrible shit? And and if you are only, yeah, certainly somebody being legally held responsible for harming another, right? That that is something that makes logical sense. Oh, poor Kevin Spacey. <laughs> poor Bill Cosby. Oh no. And there are people who look. There are people who, if you like I have jokes that I might have said in the past or tweeted in the past that I wouldn't say the same way now because I've learned about the experience of others. And it's sort of like, I've thought about it like this recently. If, if I stepped on someone's foot accidentally uh, and they said, ow, that hurt my foot, I'm not going to be like, uh, try to not have your foot get so offended. You know what I mean? Like maybe like, and they're like, could you actually just maybe be more careful? Just know that my foot is here. Like, mm-hmm. and that if you do step on it, then it does hurt me. Like, I think you should just have a different experience. Like, it's just listening to people is valuable. And if I have done something or said something that hurts someone, I want to know it so that I can atone for it, to not do it, to move forward. And when people do that, it's so valuable. Like, there's some comedians who are like, I want to say whatever I want, and I don't care what anyone thinks, and I want to say whatever I want, and I also do care what people think. Like, that's part of being a comedian, is literally listening to what the audience, which uh, I don't don't know if you guys know this, but spoiler alert, it's made of people. The audience is made of people, and comedians, comedians want to know what they think. So I do think that the word cancel has obviously 
come to mean a different thing. And in fact, uh, my friend Matt Ruby is a, a comedian and friend who I like a lot. Uh, and he said a thing that I like recently uh, in, a, in a newsletter of his. I think he said, as, as Andy Warhol would say it, in the future, everyone will be canceled for 15 minutes. <laughs> and and it's, that really captures to me the fact that, I mean, cancellation doesn't mean you don't have a life. You're not, you're not right. dead. You're, you're not even necessarily fired. Like Glenn Beck goes off whatever radio station he was on and finds another one. Like Opie and Anthony stops being a show, but it continues somewhere else. Like I miss a show now. Exactly. Yeah, like, you can, you can always, it's like, I love this old Mitch Hedberg joke when Sirius radio was just starting and somebody invited him to be interviewed on it. And they were like, you can swear on it. And he's like, yeah, you can swear in the woods too, because no one's listening. But now, <laughs> now there are people listening. Like you can, you can j- create your own stage in the woods, wherever you want, say whatever you want. And the people who want to hear it can find you as long as you're not actually harming people. Yeah. I hope that someday uh, the humans hold their politicians to the same standards they do their comedians. Ha! That would be great. Ooh, can I say one more thing about it? Please. Uh, a friend of mine was uh, just telling me about her ex-boyfriend, and one of the one of the difficulties in their relationship was that he uh, was less progressive than her. In that he would sometimes make, let's say, a sexist, misogynistic joke that she wouldn't like. Uh, she's a woman, and she doesn't, and it's like. She's also in comedy, and so she understands that jokes can be about, there can be characters, there can be satire, but sometimes the joke was simply the sexism, and she's right. like, that's not my favorite. And he, that was sort of talking to her that I came up with the idea of like, yeah, he's stepping on your foot and then being like, well, you just try to not have your foot get hurt when I step on it. But he's like, what, why, like, what, what can we, are there, is there nobody that we can make fun of anymore? Is there nobody that we can make jokes about? And to me, I'm like, oh, we can make jokes about you right now. <laughs> like, I can make a joke about you. Comedy's hard. Even more, you can make a joke about you, and I can make a joke about me, because I also was you. Like, until, the only people who I think literally can't make a joke about anyone are, like, maybe the Buddha and any other kind of divinely enlightened masters of that sort, because they can look at everyone and see all of the suffering and just want to help fix it and not make fun. Even you, God, you, you have a laugh sometimes, but everyone else who's not a divinely enlightened being, we're just laughable assholes. Like, if you're laughing at someone else, there's probably just as good a reason for yourself, for you to be laughing at yourself. Right. Uh, All I know is, we're you know, Tropic Thunder is still funny, damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't care what anybody says. It's complex. It's very complex comedy. It's nuanced. And do you know the movie Groundhog Day is one of my favorites? Oh, I love it. Beloved. It- and I was talking with somebody the other day about what, like, you know, going on a first date. The idea of going on a first date, they were like, what do you think the best first date is? And I think it's like talking and getting to know you, not like going to a movie. But maybe if it was like a specific right. movie that like to find out oh, what someone thinks of Groundhog exactly. Day and talk about it. And then and she's and then this woman uh, who I was having this conversation with asked me a question that I was like, oh, wow. She's like, well, what, what why Groundhog Day? Because in that movie, there are some critiques of it. And I was like, what critiques? And she said, well, you know, the female character actually has not a lot of agency 
at all. And I was like, you're 100% right. I still have the beloved thoughts that I do about that movie. It, that thought didn't ruin the movie for me, but it offers a more nuanced view of like, oh yeah, maybe there could be a different version of Groundhog Day, like, uh, what is it? Point uh, Palm Springs that just came out, which is a similar oh, Groundhog Day. Oh, it's it's delightful. It has its own problems. Like everything has its problems, but as long as we're uh, addressing, yeah, you just can't acknowledging you know, them. Go easy. <laughs> um, I, one of my favorite movies, Mike, is Defending Your Life. Oh, I love it. I think about that movie at least ten times a week, and I've been meaning to talk to you about this, uh, Jesus and Holy Spirit. I think we should really change the whole system to match what happens in that movie. Okay. Uh, basically, if you haven't seen it, uh, when people die. They have to they they go to a little trial and they examine a couple days from their life and you have to defend your life to determine whether you move on to the next you know uh, transcend to the next plane of existence. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's really good. That sounds fun. Um, it's like a game show. <laughs> Listen, you need to see this movie, okay? Yes, but but my our fans are gonna go crazy if you see that before you see the life of Brian. I will watch mm. the life of Brian first. <sighs> For the life of me, Jesus. Jesus Christ, you better watch this movie. They're going to crucify you again. <laughs> Have you all seen the show The Good Place? I think they yes. do. Oh, love that too. Yeah. So good. So forking good. <laughs> God, you're fun. <laughs> oh, Mike. So finally, uh, tell our listeners about your podcast and uh, where is the best place to follow and keep up with you? I really appreciate it. Uh, so I have a new podcast called The Faucet where I just turn the faucet, which is essentially me, on, and I talk for anywhere from three minutes. Oh, it's eight. not broccoli and ice cream? Oh, no, I haven't. That, that, that is my also podcast, yes. Oh, you so got broccoli, two at once. Oh, yeah. Broccoli and ice cream comes out once a week where I interview people or I have a conversation with people about the work of their life and the joys of their life, the broccoli and ice cream of their lives. Mm -hmm. And one comes out for free on wherever podcasts are. You're listening to one. You can probably find it. It's called Broccoli and Ice Cream. And then one comes out on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike Kaplan, spelled M-Y-Q, Kaplan with a K. And uh, it's confusing also because Kaplan starts with a K. So I, I forgive you, God, <laughs> for all of this. And uh, a fun sentence to say, I forgive you, God. And oh, thanks. Uh, but I think also thanking and forgiving don't even have to have necessarily an object. It just feels good to have the feeling of thank, of gratitude and forgiveness come from within if they can naturally arise. Uh, so I forgive, I, I ask for your forgiveness for extending this longer than I need, but broccoli and ice oh, cream comes out Not even oh, totally thank granted. Um, and the faucet now comes out multiple times a week because I don't have guests and I just do it whenever I feel like at least, uh, at least once a week, if not many times a week. And uh, then my albums are all available, you know, where albums are. The newest one, AKA, you can get on my website or my producer, Blonde Medicine's website, or, you know, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Spotify, all, of the, right. all of the places. And Everywhere, folks. Just yeah. Google search MYQ Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. Oh, yeah. And that is, that is my social media and my website and my Venmo and my email. Like, you can send words and dollars and thoughts and ideas and uh yeah i just i'm very proud of aka uh and i'm very happy with it you so should it's, be it's hilarious i really appreciate it to me mike you uh you're the best kaplan since gabe kaplan ha ha ha, ha. for sure that's for uh, sure that is a sure. great and you you are i don't know if you did this on purpose but i did go to 
a synagogue with a, a boy named Moses Bloom growing up. But I think that ah. you are the certainly in my top two Moseses. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. Oh, this has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, we love you, uh, Mike. Come back anytime. If you want us to come on any of your podcasts, we'll be there. I'd love um, it. I, not to, uh, <laughs> did I just invite myself? I did. <laughs> God's like that. Um, all right. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll be right back after this message. You're going to hang around. We're going to talk about the goddamn news, right? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. The God Pod needs your help. We rely on support from humans like you to run this podcast. Our budget is maxed out right now. We have hired new performers, a South Park producer, and have lined up guests throughout August. But now we don't have enough left over to promote the podcast or make videos. If you want to support our brand of blasphemous comedy and commentary, then join our community today at patreon.com slash thegodpod. Subscribe today for access to all premium episodes and our entire premium back catalog. You'll get to listen to bonus episodes where you'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what it's really like to be God on the internet. From my latest Twitter drama to our progress and struggles on the podcast, we spill all the hot gossip too juicy for me to share with the rest of the world. Visit patreon.com slash thegodpod and join today. And we're back. All right, it's time for the goddamn news. Jesus, what do we got this week? Yeah, I would say these fall under the true and necessary categories, getting back Mm. to our discussion Mm -hmm. earlier. Well played. So, Trump, you know, every time he speaks, it's just really embarrassing. And he screwed up the pronunciation of a national park the other day. Let's listen. We want every American child to have access to pristine outdoor spaces. When young Americans experience the breathtaking beauty of the Grand Canyon, when their eyes widen in amazement as old faithful bursts into the sky, when they gaze upon Yosemites, Yosemites, (laughs) towering sequoias, their love of country grows stronger, and they know that every American has truly a duty to preserve this wondrous inheritance. Yo, Semites. <laughs> yo, I thought this would be a good one since I was going to have three Semites here today. Uh, yo, Semites, what do you think about that? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's really something. Uh, a thing that I like about uh, learning and growing and continuing to be alive as a human being is that when I was a kid, I thought I would grow up and that would be the end of it. You know, you think you get married and that's the end of it. Like you think every, but everything, nothing is an end point. There's always more to learn, more to grow, more about yourself, more about your partner. If you have one more about the world and it's the, the majesty of the universe is so beautiful. Like, wow, like that comedy show. I thought that joke was the best joke I ever wrote. I thought that that experience was like the funniest, the most I'd ever left. That psychedelic was the deepest I'd ever gone. And then there's another one building on top of it, richer and richer in this tapestry. <laughs> and that's the, the same, like the exact kind of, uh, there's an exact parallel to that in like, right. can, can you believe, <laughs> how can it be that this person has done, he's done it. How a- does he do this? He tops himself every day. <laughs> How can he be surprising us 
when there should be no surprise. Yo, like, well, yo. surely the last surprise. That's the last yo, surprise. It's like yo, semites. a horror movie. Trump is like that. Uh, he's like that opening act that you put out there going, oh, I'm going to slay. I may as well put a weak guy up front. And then he throws out gems like that. And you're like, how do I follow that? <laughs> oh, man. Yo, this next item on the uh, the goddamn news is uh, kind of upsetting for me. What do you think, Jesus? Yeah, we'll play a clip. He was very flippant in a recent interview uh, over how many Americans are dying every day. Oh, a thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's true. And you ha- it is what it is. It is what it is. Thousands it is of people. <laughs> what it is. Yeah, whatever. It sounded like he was mirroring the tone of what the guy was saying, but the tone really more was a request for not just a response of mir- like, I hear you. Absolutely. Like, like a therapist, like, and how does that make you feel like it makes me feel sad and scared and like, I want the leader to lead and do something and more than simply acknowledge, like, because it is and always will be true that I think it is what it is such that it's almost in at times an empty expression. And at sometimes an expression that not only doesn't add, but subtracts. Like, hey, why did, like, if someone's like, why did you uh, treat me in this way that hurt me? Well, it is what it is. Yeah, it's an admission of failure. It's giving up. It's just like, ah, what are you going to do? And he wants to act like it's no big deal. What are you going to do? It is what it is. He wants to act like it's no big deal because of the election coming up. Right. He wants people to get used to it. Mm -hmm. But they're not getting used to it. And they never will. And Um, it is, it is what it is not. It is not what it will be. And it isn't what it was. So what it is can be changed. And that's what we're looking for. Yo, Semi, what it, what it look like? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Uh, well, I'm going to talk more about that at the end. But uh, this next one is even, it's even more infuriating somehow. Yeah, there were demands for Kushner to resign over his staggering level of depravity that put politics before public health. Holy hell. Jared Kushner reportedly abandoned a national testing plan because it was politically advantageous to sit back and let blue states be eviscerated by the virus. I know that Americans are those frogs boiling in water and they're used to it and nothing, nothing surprising anymore. But think about that. They're intentionally letting liberals die. And. And in fact, so this is, uh, somebody just reminded me of this Lil Wayne quote that I like a lot that probably might not be. My mind goes straight to Lil Wayne too. (laughs) And I don't know if he's the first person to say this, but he's the first person that I heard say it, but it's be good or be good at it. And my goal is to be as close to both as I can when I'm doing comedy to be effective and to be kind, to be funny and to say something meaningful. And in this situation, they have, they had a, the intention for people to die. And also they wanted people to die in blue states. They thought that more people would die in blue states than in red states. And they were wrong. So they were bad and bad at it. They were both, they they were ineffective at their own evil plan. And now everyone is the victim of that plan. So to now it's like, 
voter fraud is a thing that they're claiming. They're like, oh no, there's gotta be voter fraud. When scientifically speaking, statistically, if there are measures in place, voter fraud is not a problem. But this is like the worst opposite of voter fraud. It's like, oh, we want everyone to vote, but we just want some people to not be alive to get to cast a vote. Yeah, yeah. M- voting by mail is awful and evil unless your your governor is a Republican. Yeah. And then it's okay. Um, it's just mind-blowing <laughs> every day, right? So, um, you know, this is going on. It is what it is. They're letting people die on purpose. I wouldn't be surprised. You're, you're about a week away from finding out that they were spreading it intentionally in yeah. certain areas. Yeah. Uh, would you be surprised? While all of this is going on, 158,000 dead as of this recording, his main focus is banning TikTok. Okay? <laughs> he, he says he plans to ban TikTok, uh, you know, amongst many other things. He, like, he spends way more time on that than coronavirus. Yeah. What do you think about that, Mike? I, I certainly don't have any, as you might, internal... Uh, I, I can't look at what's going on inside of him and his motivations, but from the outside, it seems like if he keeps talking about the thing that is the most important that he is has not uh, accomplished or achieved or seems to even be working on and has said he has stopped working on and doesn't want us to talk about or hear about, like he, right. it could be that he is purposefully... Uh, trying to even get us to say, like, right now, we're talking about TikTok. So. Distraction. Well, yep. yeah. So the point to is... To highlight how, how ridiculous it is that he's focused on talking about these things when people are dying and they're intentionally letting them die. It is it is insane. Um, good point, though. Yeah, we, we're always falling for his game of distraction, aren't we? He is, in way... It, it doesn't even... I can't even get it out of my mouth, but in the be good or be good at it, he is certainly good at something. He is evil. effective at something. Be good something. at being evil. Yeah. And I think that it's, I mean, you know, he was a baby once, like, and the baby wasn't evil, I don't think. And so- Would I you go back in time and uh, eradicate baby, baby Trump? <laughs> I would, I would want to go back in time and rescue baby Trump and, raise, and deliver him to a, a family that could raise right. him- affectionately because because now we know yeah he was uh had a really horrible upbringing at the same time he's wondering why his approval rating isn't as high as fauci's right jesus yeah that's right in another interview he was trying to i wonder why 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 don't people (laughs) like me the guy who's not doing anything as much as the guy who is providing as much uh thoughtful data-based information that can hopefully help us save our lives. Yeah, versus it is what it is. But his spin on it is really funny. So it sort of is curious. A man works for us, with us, very closely, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, also highly thought of. And yet, they're highly thought of, but nobody likes me. It can only be my personality, (laughs) that's all. Oh, nobody likes me. He's so excited uh, that somebody in his administration has a good approval rating, too, which is hilarious to me. He doesn't like a doctor unless they're into demon sperm and alien <laughs> DNA. I, I don't know if I heard that whole clip before, but he's saying it could only be my it must be my personality. It could only be my personality. Yeah. Yeah. Like like of the of the two reasons, <laughs> if there are two reasons that people could not like you, it's let's say like as a comedian, like you you write your material. And then you deliver your material. Mm. There's the the writing and then the performing. Like you mm-hmm. could be a 
You could be a great writer, and but if you don't perform it in a way that people even can hear it or get it or perform it, like, oh, I'm a, if you look at these jokes on paper, they're good. So he seems to be presenting, he's like, I guess people don't like my performance of, and we're like, I think it could also be the material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all his wow. decisions, in, in fact, everything that he oh, says, here's, here's his how orange wrong face. He is. Oh, I've, this is, I, I'm excited that he's 100% wrong. It's not his delivery. It's not his personality because he was, when he wasn't delivered, when he wasn't the president, when he was just, you know, a cartoon rich guy in the 90s, yes, he was exactly. a beloved. His personality, people think he's funny. He's still funny. Yo, Semites, <laughs> he's hilarious. When he wasn't the person to be saying important things. Then- right. It's just his. His, his words, his deeds, his beliefs. I guess that's part of his personality, too, his real personality. Oh, yeah, and we didn't, we didn't know about his deeds at the time that we later would come to know about. But talking about his approval rating, his approval rating was high in the 90s, and he's essentially the same person. Yeah. Yep. Just saying you different hit things. Hit the nail on the head, exactly. It's, he's 100% wrong. When is he not? Um, so let's, uh, you know, like, for example, he wants to send kids back to school. And and this week, uh, the other day, this viral pic came out, right, Jesus? Yeah, school is open again in Georgia. And we're seeing all these kids crammed into hallways and only half of them wearing masks. And there's this other photo of all these kids out front of the school all dressed up. Look at us. We're back in school. Woo! And it's pretty disturbing. Yeah. Four million people infected. Send kids back to school. Oh, oh except for Baron. <laughs> Baron doesn't have to go back to school. I mean, right. Holy Spirit, what what do you think about this? I mean, uh, I know we killed all those firstborn sons that one time, but this feels wrong. Yeah, but but that was like a specific thing. Like we had a we had a reason, right? Yeah, we it, warned it wasn't, them about it. It we wasn't so indiscriminate, and it was in the comfort of their own homes. Right. All they had to do was put some blood on their their door, right? Right, right. I feel bad for these kids. Four million people have been infected. Okay, two over two million currently active, 158,000 people dead. And they're like going to send kids back to school. And meanwhile, Trump is saying that kids don't cannot spread it, which is not true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He I just saw maybe in the past day or so sometime recently. Right. That Facebook took down one of his posts exactly. for the first time because it was spreading I just, misinformation. Yep. Yeah. I just shared this on the God page. Exactly. Facebook t- and, and Twitter took down this post Good. saying that kids can't get sick. Not only can they get sick, they will. Mm-hmm. They will spread it to their parents, their teachers. Some of them will be orphaned. Yeah. And you know, you, know what, you know what the acceptable number of deaths of students, teachers, and parents is? It's zero! Oh, I'm getting worked up. I need, I, I need someone to give me a back rub. Jesus, this is, get over this here. This is some good news. In a new poll, 82% of voters support a national face mask mandate. Of course, that number could be higher. Look but at that. That's surprisingly high to me. That's high. Yeah. That's high for America. And what does this say? You know, the problem isn't Americans. It's not that they're stupid. Americans, by and large, are doing everything they can. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just the leader who doesn't give a shit. We we sit up here and look down on Earth, and I've seen a lot more Americans start wearing masks. I think people are really coming yeah. around on them. Right. It's nice to see. Can I also 
share an answer to a question you asked earlier, God. Uh, when is this person not wrong? There was one story I saw a couple days ago that he was saying in Florida, I think you alluded to this, in Florida, vote by mail. Voting by mail is safe and secure. Right. If, they're, if the system is in shape, which it yeah. is, and thus can be in lots of places. So I feel like so many people are just, I saw that in Fox News and CNN. It's, that's the, the real information is that he did say that voting by mail can be safe and secure. So right. I feel like when that happens, like hold on to that and spread that word far, far and I'll be like, yeah. even a stopped clock, a clock that's, even a clock that's not even a clock can tell you the time. Even a tree. <laughs> he's a cock. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's not wrong in this, but only in service of himself. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> was was he saying vote by mail, M-A-L-E? Was that what he meant? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that's what he wants. <laughs> that's fun. It's sad. It's really sad because Americans, they, uh, they're the ones that are suffering from um, electing this guy. Uh, and uh, they're trying to sneak across the border now into Canada. Yeah. There's a new report from NPR saying the Americans are hopping on boats and getting over to Canada that way because the border is shut down. And Americans go home. Nobody wants you. Um, <laughs> like I, I bet this is happening tale. at the southern border, too. <laughs> yeah, probably. Wow. Which is ironic because I remember in 2017, circa 2017, seeing a lot of tweets saying, you know, by the end of Trump's president, maybe it was even 2016, that by the end of his presidency, Americans would be trying to get out. Mm-hmm. And um, here, we are. here we are. It's funny in this story. It's reported that some of these Americans who are getting caught in Canada, they're just saying, "Oh, oh, I'm just trying to get to Alaska. Don't mind me. I'm just moving past Canada." <laughs> oh, <laughs> you poor ignorant souls! Before we uh, move on to the new commandment of the week, and I uh, wrap up the show, um, does anyone else have anything they'd like to say here? In this moment, Holy Spirit, Moses, Mike, Jesus. I mean, uh, just in general, thoughts? Yeah. Does it have to be about the show? Because I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Maybe we could do that after the show. <laughs> okay, Moses. <laughs> you, you already had your word of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just enough. throw on another blanket. Stay warm. Fair enough. I think I'm going to make a TikTok real fast before it gets banned. So Yeah. Oh, I did that, by that. the way. Yeah, I did oh, that good. this week. When I heard he was going to ban it, I quickly set up a TikTok. I got 860 uh, followers already, and I haven't even made a post. Nice. That's that's wonderful. That's, that's crazy. Wonderful. That's why he's banning it, because Dr. Fauci's TikTok's more popular than his. Ooh, yeah. Have you seen Dr. <laughs> Dr. Fauci dancing? How about you, Fawcett? Oh, thank you, God. This is a wonderful- <laughs> That's a great name. That's a great name for what you're doing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I mean- I'll just say that I'm grateful to have been invited on this show. It's a pleasure to meet and or to re-meet, to know you all as I have gotten to now. Mm. Uh, Well, of course, you have in ways, some of you been all around me all this time, but uh, this particular podcast iteration has been an honor and a delight. Hell yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Come back anytime. Mike Kaplan, everybody. Thank you so much. Fantastic. All right, it's time for our new commandment of the week. Thou shall not say it is what it is anymore. 
it is what it is, is no more. Fuck it is what it is. Saying that is an admission of failure, of giving up. And the one thing you cannot do as the leader of a country during a pandemic that has killed hundreds of thousands of people is give up. It's like Trump. Do you think for one second that I have ever given up hope of seeing this fascist piece of shit removed from power? Fuck no. Because it is what it is. Until it isn't. 158,000 Americans have died and Trump is down 12 points. This isn't 2016. His bullshit has gone stale. He's done and he knows it. Never stop fighting. Never stop fighting till the fight is won. You heard me, Trump. You're finished. Here endeth the lesson. The Lord has spoken. The God Pod needs your help. We rely on support from humans like you to run this podcast. Our budget is maxed out right now. We have hired new performers, a South Park producer, and have lined up guests throughout August. But now we don't have enough left over to promote the podcast or make videos. If you want to support our brand of blasphemous comedy and commentary, then join our community today at patreon.com slash thegodpod. Subscribe today for access to all premium episodes and our entire premium back catalog. You'll get to listen to bonus episodes where you'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what it's really like to be God on the internet. From my latest Twitter drama to our progress and struggles on the podcast, we spill all the hot gossip too juicy for me to share with the rest of the world. Visit patreon.com slash thegodpod and join today.